0: But I will tell you that the, the homies <laughs> did reach out, and they right. go, where's the podcast today? And more than one, we're like, well. Well, it's 420. He's not, yeah, Chris he's can't
1: not work more. on 420. What are we doing here? Here's his job. Yes. Oh, baby. Look at this. Episode 420. Look yep. at this. What that's a great graphic right there. That's okay. well done by our man E J, who does does a lot of this stuff for NBC sports. Should just be the normal graphic. It really probably should be. That with like, you know, some Captain Planet stuff flying through, because today's a day I'm passionate about where, like, if I have another person talk, talk to me and go, what a great day, I go, it's fucking weird, it's 80 and it's the middle of November, it there's is something weird. fucking wrong, I'm yeah. sorry, alright, sorry, sorry to start the podcast podcast off that way. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but, you're, just, maybe yeah. you're just high, maybe well, it's not. Uh, no, if I was high, I probably wouldn't be bothered, I'd be like, dude, Wait, you're it's not? okay, no, I don't smoke and do work, yeah. I don't. We don't do drugs at work. We don't do drugs at work. No, we don't. <laughs> we wait till we get home, all right? <laughs> yeah, for those that uh, are listening,
0: uh, it was uh, the marijuana leaf. Yeah. It was all green, the yeah. logo, and 420. I think that
1: should be our new look. That it's, could be our new look. And, and it's, it's not 420 on the date. It is our 420th episode That's of right. Chris Sims Unbuttoned. All right. That's made why it's the big
0: day. Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, think you'd make it to 420? Well,
1: I, I did. I mean, I did, yes. It seems like it was like, you know, a long time ago when we started this, but I think, I guess I figured when they re signed me for a new contract, I was like, a good chance I'll make it to 420 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's but when I we Yeah. When we were starting out, though, in
0: like episode three
1: and. You like, want who's We're, this? who's this, this going to go? Who's this a mod
0: guy? That's yeah, uh, a mod.
1: <laughs> who is this a mod guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, no way this works. We've come, a, we've come a long way. We have come a long right? way. Yeah. yeah, we've
0: grown closer. We as are. a family. We're Oregon buddies. Pete, yep. Kristen, Gabby, yes, yep. everyone.
1: You're full time host now, so that's cool too. <clears> we've, we've got some extra camaraderie. We've run, uh, Yeah, a little big extra. props to Paul Burmeister, who was here helping us so out for a long time. Right. So, but it's it's been great. I mean, did you? think you were going to last 420 episodes with me. Usually I change jobs
0: like every four years, so no. <laughs> I, I, it was like, there's no way. Uh, but we've made it. Here we are. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll have a theme for the podcast today. Oh, yeah. We'll keep it in the theme. Good. Uh, as we go through every game, that is our promise and our uh, guarantee to the homies. Guarantee to the homies. Everything, which was easier this week because there were some buys. Yeah. We had six teams off. Right. And so that'll make it a little bit easier. But uh, we had some big, big performances. Hold on one second. Oh, no. One more thing. Oh, you're already pulling out the Columbia? I am. Well, I want to
1: know how your fucking birthday oh, was, jerk. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Thanks for thanks for not you didn't send me uh, that cake, cake that anything. you were
1: there. That was me. I made it. And I sent it, it to cake. Kentucky.
0: I was in I was in your neck of the woods. Right. The Sims. Uh, the Sims. Sims household. family neck right. of the woods. Yeah. There was a cake there delivered to me. It freaked me out, much like it did when we delivered one. Morgan delivered one to you last time. Had you looking over your shoulder. Your fear of cakes has now bled over to me. There's right. that extra camaraderie that Good. you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, I was in Kentucky for the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. 14 championship races. Wow. Ending with Flightline, the horse of a lifetime. Wow. Well, well, Better than this.
1: Secretariat. Well, well I, but sort of everybody. I heard about this guy all last week, yeah, right? Where was guy. he during. This this horse during why is just showing up now the Derby and all that stuff so Uh, he a late bloomer oh he's a little hurt.
0: Right, he had some uh, physical issues, and uh, so he wasn't really ready to go until the uh, end of his three-year-old uh, year. Oh, that stinks! All right, I understand I
1: that. I was a late bloomer myself. Sometimes that's the my thoroughbreds are—they're just late bloomers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and here's the, here's the thing—he won the classic, right? And now he's retiring. Oh, so and now like, he's got the life. He's like—it's like Chris Sims, right? Oh, late bloomer, right. you know? A little yep. little.
1: there he is, and now boom! Now gone. he gets to retire, gone. Maybe he'll do a podcast. Well, now. I don't know. But he, he's going to probably have a pretty interesting life from here on out.
0: Yes, correct. Yes, now right. he
1: will be entertaining Phillies and mayors. Yes, for the rest he of his will. Life. Right, which is what I try to do too. It's my wife; she's a Philly <laughs> and a mayor, but I try to entertain her too. <laughs> uh, no, so
0: it was good. It was good to celebrate. It's not like a tradition now. I celebrate my birthday with the horses in Kentucky. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of a cool deal. Next yeah. year it's going to be in L.A. And, You're uh, a glass half full kind of guy. I That's very am. good of you. I always That's am. very good because uh, it ain't that
1: cool to have your birthday with horses all the time. So it was
0: good. 43 <laughs> now. So I got one on you. You got one on me. I'm yeah.
1: I'm, I'm the young I'm man on the
0: podcast. I'm wiser. Yep.
1: All right, old man with the Let's
0: go. So let's do it. Now as a 43 year old, for the first time, doing episode 420, we're going through all the games here. Uh, let's start yeah. with, with what we did last high. night. How high <laughs> our game last night? So this is the the section where it's the uh, the contenders. They got big wins, right? Or they got wins. Some of them weren't that big. They were just uh, by the hair on their what chinny chin, chin chin chinny
1: chin chin. Right. So
0: our game last night, Sunday night football. We've had some blowouts. Yeah. Not a blowout last night. It was a good competitive game. It was beyond that. Not a high-scoring game, but a really good competitive game. The Tennessee Titans always give the Chiefs a battle. Uh, Chiefs pull it out. Patrick Mahomes had to throw the ball 68 times for 400 and what, 46 yards? Yeah, right. And it was the craziest thing because if you watch that game, you're like – that seemed like such a struggle It was for right? the Chiefs out there right. to throw for 400 and some yards and 400 total yards of offense. Uh, but they won in overtime. I, I, I'm impressed with the Titans just keeping it that close and basically doing nothing offensively the whole second half. Right. What was your biggest takeaway well, from that game? Well,
1: I, there's a few things here. You know, one... This is a tough matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, every I always talk about this, right? You've heard me say this in years past. Every team has their kind of their kryptonite team they play where it's just like, man, totality, we might be better, but the way they play and how their team built, it gives us issues. It's, hey, I've been crappy on best bets all year, but that's why I picked this game as one of my best bets on Thursday. I was like, I think Tannehill's going to play, but even with Malik Willis, I'm going to go with Tennessee just because they have a feel for that Kansas City offense. They really do. You and I, right? We had so many great looks last night, especially in the second half. You and I really paid attention to the game. And then we could look over to the other screen and see the sky cam shot, which was like five seconds behind. So we got to see like, oh, wait, there's the play. And now let me see exactly what the coverage was. Uh, Tennessee, let's just start there so I can pay them some props because I love Tennessee Titans. I love Mike Vrabel. He'd be like one of those guys where I go. If you built a coach in a lab, he'd be kind of the guy, the attitude, the mantra I'd want coaching my football team. Haircut, w- too, yeah, haircut, haircut cool. too, right? Yeah. Love it, right? That was old, sexy dad Chris Sims look. <laughs> now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, um, what was it last week? Somebody said I'm now, I'm, I'm an accountant dad. Yeah, I was sexy dad, and now I'm accountant dad. Yeah, smarter, right. Maybe right. A little uh, smarter. I believe. Yeah, agreed. I'm smarter, no doubt about okay. it. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I mean, his way of coaching team, managing. The game, the way they play their defense. I mean, again, last night. I don't know, Pete. Maybe you can look this up on the fly. I would. I don't think they blitzed more than one or two times the whole night. Their defensive lines real. Their game plan specific in the back end, like we talk about. So they do some different stuff and whatever specific to that matchup. Let alone they're young and talented back there. And then you know, offensively, the offensive line just continues to get better. I I just thought I didn't know if this offensive line was going to be capable of what they're doing here as of late. But, you know, again, yesterday to hang in that game was special, let alone hang in that game. I shouldn't even say that. To really be controlling the game, it seemed like, for a good part of it. Uh, I give them a lot of credit. They're scary. Don't anybody count them out. They can go to the Super Bowl, the Tennessee Titans. I worry about them lack of receiver, right? They need that one thing. There's no doubt. That has to there has to be an emergence of Robert Woods or Traylon Burke when he gets back or one of the tight ends. They got to have some go to element, right? I mean, they completed five passes. I know. In the game. I. I mean, none to a wide receiver. And then you comp- you could talk about last week, right? And they did it to the Texans, kind of the same way, and dominate and didn't dominate them, but won the game. You know. So somewhat easily it's cool that a team can be good doing that right i think that's one of the that's what things i about think is it. cool exactly right they're kind of like it's it's old school where it's a little bit like hey we're Real gonna run school. right here yeah you know we're gonna run right here and fuck you you can't stop it and i love that attitude i do that's pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s you know the giants of the 80s the cowboys of the early 90s there's a little bit of that element so that's where i respect it but let's pay respect to the team that is just fucking unbelievable. You know, we always we talk about the glitz and the glamour of Kansas City, and they're a finesse team. And I don't like saying finesse with Kansas City. I don't. I don't think it's fair to them. Are they a passing team? Yes. Are they a finesse team? No. I don't see a lot of teams, and, and you know, we, we talk about this through, through the years. I don't see a lot of teams that ever outhit the Kansas City Chiefs. I give them respect. For some reason, we just talk, well, because they're in the shotgun, they're not tough. Now, they're punny tough. They were fine mixing it up with Kansas City, I mean uh, Tennessee, getting in their face, but you said it. It was the ugliest 440-yard performance. It was guts and grit and a guy hanging in there with nobody open and waiting to the last second and... Never really throwing a perfect spiral or feeling comfortable all night, but just getting it done because he is one of the greatest football players we have ever seen in football. that's just my take on it. It's like backyard football it was he, it's right? like backyard football We were watching the end of the game going again, we had that cable cam so we could see it, but I mean we were going look nobody I'm in nobody's open, and you you're right. And, but he's just, he just going to make it happen. He it's, doesn't care. It's the opposite of like the West
0: Coast offense, where it's like, boom, 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 get it out. Boom, right. boom, boom, get it out. It's right. like, boom, boom, boom. All right, run around back there for a while. Right. Figure yeah, exactly. Uh-oh,
1: nobody's open. Nobody's open. Oh, still nobody's open. Okay, I'm going to have to run. Or, still nobody's open. I'm about to get killed, but I'll throw a crazy ball. And oh, my God, we completed it. And it's the first down. I mean, it's, it's the damnedest thing you, you we've ever seen. It really is. And... I think that brings me to the point, like what you, you know, the other thing that we talked about while we were watching the game together last night. That was the first time where I watched the game and there was a different approach by a defense to Kansas City that I had seen, where it wasn't about necessarily take away the big plays. It wasn't about let's just sit back and stay patient underneath. I think they've come to this point of the year and seen eight games or seven games of film before this and went, you know what? They're pretty patient and surgical underneath and the short intermediate pass game. We're going to fucking lose if we play let's take away the big play thing because he's going to pick us apart like he's done to everybody in football all year, and they played a game plan where how many times during the second half did I go, look at the safeties on me. This is Kansas City. They got safeties at eight, nine yards because they were looking for the short stuff. They were going to stop the five-yard Kelsey throw and the 10-yard Juju Schuster throw over the middle where then he runs for eight yards more after the catch. And Kelsey's same thing. And that's where I found it fascinating. It might have been the first time I went, ooh, they kind of missed Tyreek Hill. might have been the first time and they got to have you know, an answer for that type of defense because now you know teams are going to dabble on that in certain situations, and their counter to that is going to be, okay, maybe we got to have a few ways to maybe take some shots down the field and back the people off again. To your point, the yeah. Titans, they blitzed five of okay. the
0: 78 pass plays, right? so just okay. a handful of times, Okay. Uh, and the Chiefs really had no running game to, to make them worry about there. Patrick Mahomes was the leading rusher, 63 yards, his most ever in a regular season game. He is the first player in the Super Bowl era, with 400 or more passing yards, a pass TD, and 60 or more rushing yards, and a rush TD in a single game. So, file that away. That's special. Another thing that Mahomes did there. But, yeah, no real running game from the Chiefs. Is that a concern
1: for you moving forward? it's not a concern because I I don't think people are quite realizing this yet. And I'll even take it to Thursday night with the Eagles-Texans game. You know – Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreit—they're doing a great job, right? I'm really enjoying listening to them. But they were talking about, like, "Oh, I'm surprised," you know. The Texans are running the ball on the Eagles. And not. Listen, I was surprised too. But what I don't think people have really realized, and if you haven't studied Tennessee yet, their defensive line is epically good right now. It's it is as dominant as there is. I mean, they were pressuring Mahomes all night with four people. They said. We don't give a fuck if you want to run it. Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, and company, we're going to stop it. It doesn't matter. They would be scary good if Harold Landry was healthy. But I really like their team, and I think they're only going to get better on the defensive side of the ball. You know, one, Christian Fulton just got back. He's a special corner in my opinion. The rookie they got out of Auburn, Roger McCreary, he was one of my six or seven corners in the, in the, uh, the draft process. He's damn good. They got good safety play. Their linebackers are good. And we saw some of the coaching and the things they do as far as the defensive side of the ball. Ryan Tannehill back, and mm-hmm. then an emergence of a receiver is going to make them dangerous. But damn, Kansas City, I give them respect for their toughness. And, and let's, let's keep it real. I mean, they fucked up the Tennessee run game in the second half, yeah. right? It was non-existent, And they got torn up in the first half. In the second half, they went in, they readjusted, they manned up. They played a little bit more big people at the line of scrimmage. They played a lot of eight and nine man fronts and finally just said, I think, fine. You know, if you want to throw a go route or a fade route and we're one on one, so be it. But we're not going to let you run it up the middle with Derrick Henry all game long. And they, they really did a great job. They really did. Zero combined yards in the final seven
0: drives for the Titans. That factors in sacks and all that stuff. Derrick Henry had 92 rushing yards in the first half, a couple touchdowns. Second half, just 23. Uh, we mentioned it a couple times. The yeah. wide receivers—they don't have that guy. They can separate. They can right. get. They did. They used to. Yeah. AJ Brown. Right. Uh, now with the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> yeah, he, was he was tw- fun. He was tweeting last <laughs> night. Uh, he was. He was having a ball. So he was watching NBC. That was cool. Yeah, it was. He probably uh, enjoyed our our halftime and pregame show. Uh, ain't nobody <laughs> yeah. open, and just a, a shot of a guy laughing, looking at his phone there. And he's like, "This is this is me." Right here, he did delete those tweets. He deleted them. He did delete. That's what Pete notes here. What is so, up with
1: that? Then he then he sent another tweet that said, "Repeat. Nobody yeah, is open. No one's
0: open." He might have felt bad. You know, there. He might have some friends on that team who are receivers. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, that's that's you know, probably really it. Probably felt. Hey, bad. you know, even though though they're going to understand, they're going to be like, they get it. He's like, I can't get open. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry. It, it's. I he's I'm sure a little bitter. He wanted to be there. I mean, he did. He wasn't looking to break the record in money, as we saw, the yeah. contract he signed. But obviously, Tennessee wasn't willing to do that. And what's crazy is, you know, I just go back to that, you know, gif. I don't know if we got it, Pete, and you could pull it up. Just when they traded him away, and then Mike Vrabel had to get up in the draft room and shake his head, and like, like, whoa, we just traded that fucking guy? Like, yeah. you know, we had the perfect formula in the world. Running up the middle? you got to put everybody in the middle to stop it. Oh, now there's nobody down the field. Look at A.J. Brown. Nobody can stop him. And honestly, that to me is the only thing that maybe stops Tennessee from going where they go is that move right there. He has
0: 718 receiving yards. The (laughs) Tennessee wide receivers combined have 658. And I don't know what they can do at this point. I mean, Odell Beckham's out there. Maybe
1: he could help. I do mean, you really think he's going to want to go there, though? Do you think he's going to want to go there and go, well, maybe I'll get three balls on a Sunday playoffs after they've run it for the 74th time? I mean, I don't know. It could be good because you could be the go-to guy, but I don't think he's going to be ready to be the go-to guy right away, too, which could lead to unnecessary pressure. But, yeah, they got a little problem here with this, and I don't know what they're going to do. For those watching... Pete and Kristen and everyone
0: have worked their magic. Do they, we have that shot of Mike Vrabel? Oh, okay. Working out. All right. We can oh, get back I, I just,
1: to it. It's a cool, to me, it's just such a cool gift because Vrabel and, and, and GM there, John Robinson, who I have a ton of respect for, they're, they got a a, a great working relationship and I, they're on the same page but They've if you're watching it. here he goes look oh. here's right after the trade look at this he's like watch, watch the crick in the neck right here look at that <laughs> i love that crick in the neck he he, he we'll let it play one more time if we can it is so good watch as he just as he's turning around i mean like the crick in the neck like damn we just traded that guy look, look he's shaking his head shaking his head and then watch this crick right Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right,
0: we're going to have games where we
1: throw it five times. All right, right, right.
0: <laughs> suit yourself. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're still competitive despite uh, not having that big play guy. We'll see moving forward if uh, one of those wide receivers emerges. But both these teams are going to be in it late.
1: Which is cool. Yes, I, I like will. both
0: these teams. I like the way they play. Tennessee obviously. is
1: a team that definitely could upset our Buffalo Kansas City matchup in the AFC Championship game. I know there's other teams there too, but you know Tennessee is definitely one of those culprits that would be a, a tough matchup for for Kansas City for sure. So we
0: got four six-win teams in the AFC. Titans had the chance to become one of those teams. The Chiefs did. The Dolphins became one of them as well. Booyah! In the highest scoring game in the NFL this week, who would who would have thought that? Wow. The Chicago Bears scoring some points here. They do go down by three to the Dolphins uh it was Tua it was Justin Fields I mean that that was a cool back and forth it was really fun to watch those quarterbacks work and those offenses work Uh, at Jake GP says would love Free to highlight the Fields versus Tua matchup Woo. here. One is a quarterback with all the passing stats, but didn't have to make one hard throw. The other had to fight for every yard. Is that <laughs> you that wrote that? Did you write that? <laughs> that Are you Jake? Jake? I'm trolling Tua. Uh, <laughs> I yeah.
1: like it. Well, the guy he, he's he's fucking keeping it real. He knows, and the one guy didn't have to make one hard throw. He he had to make a few hard throws, but his point is, you know, he's never gonna. That's not what he's gonna be doing. Yeah. Throwing the lasers into tight coverages or whatever else. But what he's asked to do, he is doing very, very, he very well. He is phenomenal. Well. And the point is this with both of these guys, right? They're doing what makes sense for their quarterback, and they're making the best of it, and they're accentuating all the strengths, and they've limited the, okay, yeah, we're not going to throw 20-yard comebacks with two. Of that's not what he's good at, so we're not going to do that, right? And it, to me, that's the important thing, and that's something we don't see all the time. Justin Fields, the same thing. There was too much in early his career. We were trying to put the round peg in the square hole. We're going to make you Peyton Manning. We're going to make you play in the pocket. What the fuck? Well, he looks more like Peyton Manning now because the pressure's off a little bit. He's making plays. He feels good. I made a few runs. All right. Now the pressure's not on me because I, I didn't hand the ball off, hand the ball off, and now it's third and eight, and I have to throw a strike. He's in the game. He's in the flow of things. It's opened up the field. But man, this was a fun game to watch. It really was. I you know I really look at really the the, the maybe the difference of the game of this and, and I know it was really really close to begin with either way but the block punt that happened you know midway through the second quarter Andrew Van Ginkle the Ginkle biggest football name in it, the NFL right now it is right pretty now. good right yeah, but that, that was that was a huge football. moment you know that just the score a touchdown that way the game was kind of going back and forth back and forth at that moment well, it was a lot of fun to watch how about at the end of the game yeah
0: pass interference not called on Chase Claypool.
1: It was one of the themes of the day yesterday. End of game referees refereeing the game differently than the start of the game. And that's going to be a, an issue here. It is. I don't know what else to say. But, yeah, there was the, the third, late in the third quarter. No, no, it was fourth quarter. Eddie Jackson pass interference where on Jalen Waddle where you want to go, I, was that perfect defense? But they called a pass interference which I believe led to the last touchdown for the Dolphins. So that was late third quarter, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But either way, it was a big field position change. And, yeah, that's what we saw yesterday consistently throughout. We had a number of games that drove Tony Dungy crazy. And, listen, Tony Dungy doesn't go crazy easily. So when he starts to see that, it's bothersome. And then, yeah, to your point on that play, I mean, come on. He bear-hugged him. He bear hugged him. He literally PM. had both hands around the guy and didn't let a guy who has a 40-inch vertical jump, and he only jumped two inches off the ground. It wasn't because his like, legs were tired. It's because there was a guy that was 180 pounds hanging on him. So that's where I don't get it. And listen, I'm all for rubbing his racing and some contacts going to happen down the field. But there's got to be a point where you just go, okay. I know it's late in the game, and I don't want to get affect, uh, you know, affect this game as a referee. But this is above and beyond rubbing his racing or contact down the field. That's incidental. Mm-hmm. This was blatant, and I think that's what's going to bother some people in Chicago today and the next day on talk radio and everything.
0: I have that one controversial uh, pass interference as 10 minutes to go in the game. Okay, it was and 10 minutes, I, I so it was just chi- a field position And I think Chicago maybe. actually got the stop. Uh, later okay. in that drive, was right. fourth
1: and one, and two, I had a bad pass. Oh, that was Remember when that? he missed the guy in the flat, right? Yes. He had it, and he wanted it back almost right right away. So as they
0: say, ball don't lie. Yeah. Uh, but at the end there, that would I would have put him basically in field goal range to kick a potential game-tying field yeah. goal for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that, and, that, that, that's right. Uh, um, it didn't happen here, but man, oh, man. The, I, I kind of want to give some more love to Justin Fields. Let's do it because there was a point I was like kind of teetering, right? It's like, man, is this guy gonna be able to do it at all in the NFL? I, four weeks ago, we were saying that, right? And he just ran for the most yards a quarterback has ever run for in a regular season game.
1: It, it's four, four or five weeks ago. I was just going. I mean, you know, it's 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 not bad, but it, it's certainly not good, and there there are concerns. I mean, I had people in Chicago and talk radio calling me everywhere. You know, I went on and did a little NBC Sports Chicago. You saw me do it, right? I talked to them for 20 minutes. All they asked me about was Justin Fields. I answered the same question seven different times, right? I mean, I really did. That's what it was because they just can't get off the subject. But to me, again, life changed in Chicago on Monday night against the New England Patriots when they brought out the quarterback design runs. It may it makes defenses have to play a different way now, where before they were you know old school traditional and we're going to run up the middle and we're going to high percentage passes and we're going to play that way and it's just not the way they're they're built. So this is he's the best weapon they got on their offense right now, and his running is some of the greatest running we've ever seen in the history of football. Yeah, I
0: mean, I mean we just got done talking about the Titans who can win a different way, right? And so you may still have questions about Justin Fields throwing, which yeah. I think they obviously still are. Yeah. But there's no reason to believe that you can't win a different way in the NFL with a guy that can run like 100%. that. A
1: hundred percent. And we're seeing a guy that I think has already shown growth in throwing the football. Is he where he needs to be? No, but it's, it's going all in the right direction. And to me, this was my point all along. Why did we – I was saying this last year and everything. Why do we draft guys like this if we're not going to utilize what they can really do for themselves and for the team? And it's just made them different. They're fun to watch now. I mean, they really are. I mean, this is it's watching Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson run around the field. You don't see that happen. Like, what? I mean, Randall Cunningham. I mean, this is like what you you were getting ready to throw and you did a karaoke and hopped and then took off and like fucking just pulled away from the Miami Dolphins who got fast people all over the field. So yeah, that was extremely impressive, and the Dolphins are a lot of fun to watch too. They are. They put you in so many different binds. McDaniel is the closest thing to Shanahan in football. He's got great knowledge of defenses and knows how to expose the rules within the defense, and it all just fits with Tua, who's great at playing that style of football anyways. This is why we thought maybe this marriage could work. Mm -hmm. He's great at doing You know, the stuff we've talked about or maybe been negative about with Jimmy Garoppolo, this is right in his wheelhouse. You know, unbelievably quick release, unbelievably accurate in those short to intermediate throws. Guys run and catch after the throw. He's got great movement skills, and they utilize all that. So I love watching them play. I really do. Their defense is still concerning. They're too talented on that side of the ball to be letting up some of the plays they are, but their offense is so – Put so much pressure on you. I don't really know if the defense has to be a top fifteen defense in football. This might be one of those like we've said. They, they just got to make a few plays every now and then, right, yeah. Ahmed? That's kind of how I look at them. They're gonna be they're gonna let up some plays. You know, it's gonna be a little bit like Kansas City where teams are gonna empty the kitchen sink on the offensive side of the ball when they play them because they're gonna. Go, we really can't stop them the whole day, so you guys are gonna have to kind of push the envelope. So that's going to lead to them giving up some plays and doing some things. But, yeah, yeah Dolphins, you know, they're they're legit good. I mean, of course, yeah. Tyreek Hill, 1,104
0: receiving yards, most ever by a player through the first nine games of a season. Yeah. I loved that 18-yard touchdown to Jalen Waddell in the end zone where he came back to the ball. What great ball skills great on ball that. Skills. It was like he came out of nowhere, was coming back coming to the ball. Coming across
1: the field, right, that one you're talking about. Yep. And he kind of was like three, four yards deep in the end zone and caught it like a yard deep in the exactly. end zone. Exactly. I was Undercut like, the guy. Yeah. well, I don't right. think every
0: wide receiver does that. They definitely don't. uh jeff wilson their new toy from the 49ers yeah. nine rushes for 51 Big yards day. and so they got some things they can do offensively and so both these teams got to feel pretty good about where they are right now bears not going to be in the playoff mix but the dolphins could definitely do some damage oh I think, in the playoffs no doubt about it the dolphins See if they can do it in cold weather
1: well that's going to be a question sure it is it is they seem like a warm weather do. dome that, team they you know totally they, right yeah. they have that feel that's why last night on the on the show i was at the greatest show on grass right now yeah they kind of are that um Oh, that's a good theme for The Greatest Show on Grass, oh, 420. Oh, like that? Oh.
0: Uh, Save it for the headlines. Uh, Move that down into The Greatest Show
1: on Grass. Using my big brains.
0: Uh, with that theme, how high... Are the Seattle Seahawks going to go this year? Because I don't think we would have thought, what, we cool, nine?
1: Cool, in They Indiana get pretty NFL high season. in the air. Yeah, Seahawks. They do.
0: you're right. Uh, they'd be in first in the West and it's by Seattle. a game and a half. Right. Oh, you're right. right. Is Seattle, a of, too. a lot of high connections there. <laughs> they beat the Cardinals. 31 21 was the final score. Geno Smith threw a pick six in the game, and that just got him angry. After that, he led three straight touchdown drives. They got an offense. It's another team with an offense. They can make some big plays. Kenneth Walker, you got those receivers, and you got Geno playing like Russell Wilson from five years ago. I know
1: it's 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 still the coolest story in football. (laughs) It really is. It just it makes me grin. It makes me laugh. Um, You know, last night I know we talked on the show like Seattle's a definite playoff football team. I guess I haven't come to the thing the sense of like oh I think they can actually get to the Super Bowl yet, but they're like. They're getting close to me saying like, "Hey, they're a team that I actually think can get to the Super Bowl. I think it's real." You know, know, one we we've praised the defense. The defense is it's different this year. It's playmaking. It's creative. There's not as many blown assignments. So they're a different animal on that side. And then. The offense, it's a little bit like Miami. I mean, it's not quite as creative, but poses the same problems we talk about, where they make you defend every inch of the field. They got weapons galore you're worried about. Oh, gosh, it's Fant down the middle. Oh, it's DK over here. It's Lockett over here. Oh, fuck, Kenneth Walker's running up the middle. I mean, they pose problems, and they're aggressive, and they're showing creativity on that side of the ball that I didn't know Seattle was capable of. I mean, so one of the most fun teams to watch, and – it wasn't easy yesterday because Arizona Arizona's defense is good. I mean, I, it it was it was what? What what was it? Before the pick 6, we had a it was a 10-7 game halfway through the third quarter, right? Somewhere in that range. It was nothing was coming easy at that point. But really to me the 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 problem or the difference in the game is that Seattle's defense you know, smothered the Arizona offense once again. Arizona's offense just isn't good. That's the problem. The defense is plenty good. They play good, but it's like we always talk about. When you're out there every four plays, eventually the dam breaks. They've been saving them all year. But here we are there, yeah, with Arizona, and it's just, there. It's nothing comes easy to them. And, uh, yeah, Seattle's a, a force. They really are. Kyler made a few plays, all that. But the playmakers and the overall playmaking of the the Seahawks on both sides of the ball is, is very fun to watch. and makes them tough to
0: beat. Yeah, after that 83-yard drive on their first possession for the Cardinals, the Seahawks made it very difficult on the Cardinals. 83 yards combined on their next seven drives. The offense for the Cardinals did not score again until three minutes left in the not, fourth so quarter. That's so good. I'm
1: glad you're backing me up with this. Yeah, because that's
0: what it felt like. So like just, yeah. How are they doing it? And the Seattle defense, Pete notes here, has forced 16 fumbles, five more than the next highest team, the New York Giants. Yo, yeah, well,
1: we, we talked about this a little last week, or just their ability to create and make plays. That's There's no doubt. One, they're towards the top of football in sacks. They have, yes, 13 forced fumbles, eight of them they've recovered, five interceptions. So that, to me, is you know creativity on the defensive side. And they got some guys that are – Maybe a little more dudes than I thought. I mean, Uchena Nowusu, I would never expected him to have the year he's having. I always liked him and in, in with the Chargers. But he's, like, right now proven to be one of the better edge players in the NFC in football right now. And then, you know, what they've gotten out of some of the young corners – and and of course the Tariq Woolen is special, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan Brooks, the middle linebacker. And then the defensive line has a little of everything. I don't know if there's a star outside of Uchena Nwosu, but they can do they can play like that matchup game and they have depth, right? We talk about where oh it's a big team, they got a lot of big people they can do. Oh, we gotta play a little, you know, pass defense, corral Kyler Murray. Oh, we got a lot of those guys too to do that. So there's depth and versatility in their front. And then just, you know, with Pete Carroll and his fucking juice and he's running up the sideline and chewing gum and it's just like uh, they're they're fun and i'm, I'm rooting for seattle i, I think i don't know that we've seen the coach of the year odds
0: lately pete there's some carroll, guys that are going
1: to get fucked over this
0: year pete's carroll's name has not been in there but he's got to be rising it is now pete says nick sirianni is still the leader um but i mean pete carroll do this without Russell Wilson, maybe because they're without Russell Wilson. Who knows? Uh, Frank Knowles tweeted you. He goes, can you continue to pick against the Hawks since we are
1: on a four-game winning streak? (laughs) So you have not picked the Hawks any game this year. That's what Pete's saying. I don't think I picked them any game this year, and this is one of those games where I I I said like you know I, I understand Seattle's better. I thought maybe this would be a game Arizona just gutted out and found a way to somehow win an ugly one. It was that way for That's a lot where of the games. it was going kind of how I thought. I was oh the defense is keeping them in there and you know I just kind of thought maybe Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins would make a play or two and they'd win a game by the field goal. You know I I you know not every game you can't go right down the the league and just pick like exact with like they're a better record. I'm picking them to win. Yeah. You know I try to find those those two, three games where you don't, you know, you don't see it happening or, you know, I didn't think this could happen. And this was one that I thought maybe, you know, it could happen. Well, it was a three-point game.
0: Cardinals went down and scored with three and a half left, and I love that the Seahawks then got the kickoff. It was three and a half to go. Yeah, right. And the kickoff return like went to the 15-yard line, mm-hmm. so they're back farther. And I think a lot of teams would be like, "All right, let's just we got Kenneth Walker, let's just run it three times. Maybe we'll get the first down. First play, get Geno out, roll out a little uh, in the flat. Noah Fant, and then he goes 51 yards right up the sideline. Right. Yep. It
1: just it, it again shows their explosive ability and that they're, just, they're they're scary that way. They really are, and uh, they believe right. Now and yeah, I, I'm not ready to say Super Bowl team yet, but I'm definitely you know, playoffs for sure, win a game in the playoffs for mm-hmm. sure. They are definitely capable of all that, but they're starting to maybe change me to think they're a little more serious, and I'm giving them credit for. Bet
0: MGM has our coach of the year odds. Nick Sirianni <laughs> is the favorite, minus 130, but then you got Kevin O'Connell, right. From the Vikings, plus 700. And then Pete Carroll right with him, plus 700. It's
1: a tough year. I mean, Dim. I mean, Mike McDaniels, you know, I mean, yeah. he, what he's doing. Robert Sala. I mean, you just talk about day ball. Yep. I mean, Sirianni is certainly very willing of that. I mean, why isn't Mike Vrabel in that conversation once again? Yeah. Right? I mean, that would be another one I'd throw in there. Uh, Mike McCarthy would be the same thing. Like, there's some guys this year where I go, holy shit, you know who won't be on there? It's Frank Reich because he just got fired.
0: Why you gotta drop that on me right now like that? Frank Wright got fired.
1: Wow. Um, okay. Should we save? Let's save that for Colts talk. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. That's all right. I just had to add it. I just felt like it was too. We were just talking about coach of the year, and I knew he was fired. I got a text. And- Why you gotta bring the mood down like that?
0: Um, that's not surprising. Well, Let's light up a doobie and get it better then. I am kind of, I am kind of glad you brought that up though here though because yeah. I was going to say the same thing about Cliff Kingsbury and I know that they maybe worked a new extension or something, but it might be kind of a fake extension. Yeah, right. I think he might be in trouble.
1: I I, I don't disagree with you there. Um, I don't at all. I mean, it's the offense is stale. It's the team is built for the offense to be special, and it's not at all. The defense outshines it, like we're talking about, with a bunch of guys that, you know, most people, if we went on the street and we said, who's, the, who's on the Arizona Cardinals defense? People would be like, J.J. Watt? Yeah. And that would be it. And you'd be like, yeah, okay. He's there. He's still good, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, some people might know Buda Baker to Pete's point, right? I mean, people who get in the weeds are going to start to know more and more of those guys. But, yeah, their offense is the disappointment of their football team. No doubt about it.
2: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few,
0: the proud, the Marines. Uh, so we'll get to Frank Reich. Yeah, we will who's going to join Chris in his uh, activity probably later today. Uh, So now we enter. Those are the teams that are soaring high, flying high, very high in Seattle, the Seahawks. Now are the teams that might be a little dazed and confused. Yeah. And we'll begin with the Buffalo Bills and your boy, Blue. Jets get a big win against Buffalo 2017, the final score. Uh, Before we get your analysis, let's get the analysis of your guy Josh Allen, a couple picks in this game, was not all that pleased with his game. Here's what he had to say, and then Deion Dawkins uh, after that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to win in this league. Um, you're playing a good team, and your quarterback plays like shit. Made some bad decisions tonight, really cost our team. Um, lots to learn from, lot to grow from, but that's not, that's not the uh, standard we hold ourselves to. That's not the ball that we play, um, so a lot to look at, lots to learn from.
2: I would you know do anything for Josh I would kill for Josh I would give my last finger to freaking Josh whatever it has to be you know and a quarterback and like that that like that's going to put every loss on his back when he doesn't have to you know Josh is the best quarterback in the league and he still comes out there and says and what he says he loves us and we love him and uh Josh is saying that just to protect us you know but it's nothing to Josh's fault ever you know Josh is the best.
0: Nothing is his fault ever. That's pretty cool to hear. So, if there's an unsolved murder in uh, Buffalo, could <laughs> be Deion not, Dawkins, not Josh. Yeah. Could, yeah. No, I'm just saying he would kill for him. He would. So he's he's prematurely admitted uh, No, he would not do that. He might lose a finger though for him uh, if it meant uh, saving Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You can just tell how much that locker room respects Josh. It
1: radiates in that building, Ahmed. Just like you heard me talk about. Not only I know you heard me with him or Joe Burrow. And you know, I haven't been in Kansas City yet, but I know enough people to know that that's just they, they these are not only special players where the special player is always held in a high regard in an NFL locker room or a building. But then when it's a special person and leader, you become fucking, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, God in that building. You do. And yes. You know, Dad always Dad always has a saying, you know, he, he could get those guys to eat out of his hands. See, They're in such the trust tree with him. He'd mm-hmm. literally go, here, Deion Dawkins, eat those little crumbs I got in my hand. Yeah. I mean, he literally, they would do anything, as you just heard. And then he'd go, don't stretch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, I <laughs> yeah. really love don't you, that's do too far. Orion Chuzzlewit
0: yeah. says to you. Uh, in his last six quarters of football Josh Allen has a grand total of 20 points scored zero yeah. passing TDs four interceptions what is up with your boy blue right. ps congrats on making it this far guys yeah Thanks, he didn't man. think we'd
1: make it this far either <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thanks, yes. thank you all right thank you yeah. all right the the um listen the end of the ha- the end of the game against green bay that was such an ass kicking they t- we talked about that last week they took their foot off the gas pedal uh, that was unmotivated football down the stretch, and again, it was a team in Green Bay that was desperate and you know down. And uh, but did he do some dumb things at the end of that game? Certainly, through what two stupid interceptions? Or you just go, wow? And listen, you could say what you want. His two interceptions are what lost them this game. That's why he he went away with this. He left fourteen points, at least ten points on the board. You know, let alone I know they missed a field goal. They did some other things that were stupid throughout the day. But to start the game off with, you know, big plays, right, and it's it's you're going to go down the field and put the pressure on the Jets right away and get the game where you want it. And he throws a ball in the flat, and I just don't think he saw the guy. He had a defensive lineman in his face, remember? And yeah. he kind of threw a casual sidearm like, oh, he's wide open. Let me just get the guy. And I don't think he saw the DB behind him. I, I'm guessing. I mean, this is a a pretty smart guy. I know he takes chances every now and then. But that was like, hey, the Jets, all the pressure was on the Jets in this game. So there you go. You gave the Jets a little go in there. And then the interception, what was that, later in the second quarter, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere around there. Uh, Third quarter.
0: Oh, that was third quarter. Bills were up four at the time. Right, it was
1: 14-10, right? 14-10, and you give them the short field. In the third quarter, just how your defense had what made a stop and, okay, here we go. We can go up by maybe a touchdown or two scores and you deliver a ball and just make a an absolute... Again, I don't think he saw him. I think he took for granted that he thought, wait, they're playing this coverage and he should be here to stop this, but he wasn't there and he tries to throw a hole shot and the receiver wasn't in the hole and Sauce Gardner was. So that leads to a short field touchdown and you know, all of a sudden now you're, oh gosh, we're in a, we're in a dogfight here. And, uh, you know, that allowed the jets to be patient on the offensive side of the ball and continue to stay with the run. And if there's a weakness to Buffalo, we're seeing right now is their run defense a little bit. And, and, you know, quite honestly, Buffalo got a, a, a little scary and I'm, I'm, I just hope they don't get it just was all Josh Allen yesterday. We couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything like that, right? It was just the Josh Allen show. He had to do everything. And that's when it's not good. They're not going to get to the Super Bowl playing that way. But I think that credit has to go to the Jets. Well, there we go. All that right. Like enough about the team that well, lost. Well, the Jets front right? four and their front seven are fast and they're amazing at, you know, Sala and company, the secondary is talented. They dabble in a little, man, to be tactical every now and then, but they're great at passing people off in zone coverages like we talk about so much. And that's where they can be tough. And they, they look like Josh Allen got sacked a few times, or more times than not yesterday he looked like he was sitting there going, like, nobody's open, nobody's open, nobody's yeah. open, and then let me try to make something happen after that. Yeah, five
0: sacks for the Jets in the game on Josh Allen. John Paschal says, is Sauce Gardner,
1: DJ Reed, the best duo mm. of cornerbacks Ooh, in the NFL. That's a good question. I need to probably like dive into corners right now You've because said I, that a couple times. I know I think you
0: want. I think we're sm-
1: sniffing well, the it, top five here. Well, it's one of those things where we talk about like it, it. It changes quick. It changes in a hurry. Like it's corner is one of those where hey, you're the best and you're the coolest thing going. Wait, you're in year seven. You lost a step. You're not the best anymore. Like yeah. it can fall. It falls off just like that, right? And again, I love Jalen Ramsey. I don't think anybody's calling Jalen Ramsey the best corner in football anymore. That's that's gone. See you later. So, uh, but yeah, mm, I just it's a pretty special duo. Uh, I'm just gonna just yeah, the the, the duo in Buffalo is good. The duo, I mean, uh, the duo in Eagles, Philadelphia is good. The the duo in Baltimore is good. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the duo in, in Dallas with Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs is p- pretty damn good. I'm just trying to think. Is there anybody out there? Yeah, Green the guys Bay. in Green Bay are solid. You know, Denver's not bad. It's, you know, the guy is certain and yeah. And, uh, gosh, it's opposite of him. Is, is Yeah, is right. Is that or... Um, Mathis or... Yeah, I guess so. It's Mathis and, man, does Darby's hurt, right? Is Darby hurt? I can't even remember. Yeah, so... Yeah, they're in the running there. They're secondary. Their four is certainly in the running. Because Jordan Whitehead is a special safety, and LaMarcus Joyner is damn good to go along with it. Um, But that's a good question by our guy there, and I think they're definitely in that conversation to answer it. I know it's not like concrete best duo, but definitely up there.
0: Omri Pitaru tweets you, And says, I would like to offer my official apology from Jets fans to Zach Wilson. He played great yesterday. Damn okay to the Jets. D, what a performance, all-around game. Uh, But Zach Wilson, so it's interesting, last week, uh, the week before this one, his time to throw, 3.27 seconds. That was the sixth longest in the NFL. This week he was getting the ball out fast, 2.39 seconds. That was the fifth quickest in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Uh, It was, you know... Definitely part of the game, plan. don't let Buffalo, Von Miller, Greg Russo, and that company, you know, strip sack fumble, get us playing. The Jets got back to what we saw in the four-game win streak. It's run the ball. It's defense, fly around, make a play or two. You know, Zach Wilson, be somewhat conservative, and that splash play will kind of pop, and then we need you to make that big play when that kind of appears. And that's that's what he did again yesterday. You know, let alone, again, a number of great escapes. I don't think he's getting enough credit for that where I want to go, listen, like literally the other 30, like 22 quarterbacks, 28 quarterbacks in football are going to get sacked and they're going to be in in third and 15 here and he gets out of it. Yeah. Who was sacked more
0: in this game? Well, it was Josh Allen sacked five times and then Zach Wilson sacked just twice.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. But they're growing. And of course, their offensive line, they're kind of patching it back together after some recent injuries. And I think that was the impressive thing. You know, to go down the field at the end of the football game and go, we're going to run it down your throats for an 86-yard drive. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. I did not at all, and it uh, was a big time win for the Jets. Jets are real. Jets aren't going anywhere. They're they're going to be in this this conversation all year long. Michael
0: Carter looked good. Yes, James Robinson, their new toy oh, from Jacksonville. Great trade there, getting him. No Put doubt him about right it. him right in the offense, and so yeah, Jets have six wins, six and three. Are the Bills? just
1: dazed or completely confused i think they're just dazed okay i'm not i'm not worried about it totally here uh Allen, with him at quarterback oh uh, yeah i just think they had a little bit of lull they had a team that in new york who coming off a bad loss and is more talented than i think people want to give them the credit for in the new york jets um it was a bad day it was a bad day but no, they'll, they'll learn from it and uh They'll 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 trust me, they'll mark this on the calendar to get their revenge on the Jets when they come up to Buffalo mm-hmm. here in the second half of the I th- year.
0: I think the three win Packers yeah. are completely confused at this point. We're we're past the dazed phase. Right. We don't even have to Bay we Packers. don't have to converse on that one. They go down to my Lions, fifteen to nine, the final score. Felt so good in there. Roar, Lions. Dan, Dan Campbell, after the game in his press conference, he goes, to be honest with you, I'm exhausted. I want <laughs> to go home funny. and drink a beer. That was funny. He's great. He is. You know, it's like Dan, every time that he wins, I'm just like, he can be the coach for as long as he wants. You know, just fire the coordinators if the team's bad for too long of a period There's of time. There's a
1: lot of things that he does great. I agree. I mean, there really is. You know, the management of the game a little bit and some of that, I, I'm still at times like, uh, like am I wrong to remember that you guys went for it on fourth and one on the five-yard line to start the game? Yeah, and didn't get points. You know, I, I didn't love that. I understand it, too. So you got that offensive line. they think they can do that, you know, but, but you know again, it's, it's the Packers where I want to go, points are hard for Green Bay. but other than that, uh, still tough. And I mean, they were fortunate, fortunate. They were. They were fortunate. So but, it, yeah. but, but but tough and gritty. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah, fortunate in the fact that can you depend on Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball off of a defender's head on a consistent basis? This year, maybe. <laughs> uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers right. at the end of the game, he You're goes, right. I
0: played blank, <laughs> yeah. but I never gave up. So much like Josh Allen, he took a page out of Josh Allen's book yeah, there. Good. Sam um, SamBivalent01 says to you, speaking of 420, what kind of drugs does Rodgers need to get over this loss and how much does his passive-aggressive blaming bring team morale down? So he had two picks in the end zone in this game. Yeah. He had another pick at the three-yard line. That's yeah. crazy. It's uh. the first time he's ever had anything like that in his career. Right against the Lions of all teams. Right, it's got the worst defense maybe in the entire NFL. Yeah, I mean this is crazy, and it does seem he's like people need to prove things to me.
1: It's you talk about bad vibes. I'm sensing pretty bad. they the leader of bad vibes. They're, you know. I know we're going to talk about it in a minute, but between Brady and Rodgers, see, one thing I saw, uh, Rodgers, the body language, the mistakes, the rolling of the eyes, the tilting of the head, uh, all that it is. It's too much. He's got to keep his own emotions in check for the better of his own football team. The young guys, keeping them cool and like, wait, this isn't that bad. We can overcome it. They're dumb. They don't know. They're just looking at you. If you're panicked, they're panicked. You know, I thought Brady made a concerted effort yesterday watching that game to not be that way. Like there was a lot of times where I think people fucked up protection. Somebody ran the round route. He just kind of, he kind of looked looked down the field and walked off the field instead of like, what are we doing and like doing all that kind of stuff and then getting to the sideline and questioning things. Right? I I thought he made an improvement there. Yeah, Rogers still has a ways to go there. Uh, he, he's frustrated, obviously, but yeah, we've never seen him do that. And, and like you know, honestly, you know, I I don't mean to be mean here but they outplayed you guys it was those plays you know it's good you guys have outplayed people and got screwed over by some bad turnovers and then some unlucky unlucky stuff too but yeah rpo again this is the problem with that kind of play oh i mean what play of the drive was that when they threw the rpo interception play 12 play 13 You know, again, that's where I just go. It's arrogant to think that you're going to run 70 plays, 80 plays every game at three yards a clip and not going to have mistakes or turnovers happen. And that's what came back to bite him in the ass. The tackle eligible interception by Aiden Hutchinson. Great job. But they're like, we're going to embarrass the Lions. David Bakhtiari is going to catch a touchdown. Oops. Cool play. Shit throw. He was open. I mean, right. We watched that from how many different angles he threw the ball five, six yards short, Bakhtiari was going to have to dive back and try to get his hands underneath the ball for him to catch it. So that was bad. And then the interception down the middle, uh, the second one of the day for Joseph, right? That was the post route down the middle. I believe it was Tunyon going down the middle. Maybe it was Deguara. I can't remember exactly. But either way, he was open. Rodgers was late to throw it and threw it behind him. And again, to me too, late to throw it because he's never looking to be aggressive and go, oh, uh, as soon as he comes out of the break, I'm throwing the rifle. It's kind of like, oh, I'm looking everywhere else. Oh, I think he's open and it's a little late. Uh, they did make some plays in the past game, but between those three interceptions and then Alan Lazard dropping that fourth and two pass, those are four huge mistakes by Green Bay where you know they certainly could have put some pressure on On a day where their Green Bay's defense looked like it had a hold of your offense a little bit. Vikings lead this division by four and a half games. It's over.
0: Packers have lost five straight. Their longest losing streak since 2008 also was the first year that Aaron Rodgers was the starter of that team. Marty tweets in, says, love the pod, Chris. Hey, Marty. Longtime listener since the BR days, so he's been with you for a long time. What is your take on the fall of the Packers? Is Matt LaFleur a good coach, or did he just luck into a Hall of Fame player that made him look great?
1: No, I I think Matt LaFleur is a good coach. You don't get those type of results and what he's done there without being a good coach, you know. Uh, Mike McCarthy wasn't getting those results there at the end. You know, you gotta remember some of this stuff and I know that not everything's the same here, but yeah, you know, do do I wish LaFour and the offense were a little more creative and cutting edge? Sure. But I don't know if that's totally his fault. I think he's got a quarterback that's kinda of wants things in his comfort zone and doesn't want to add too much like we talked about two weeks ago. It's it's we want to be simpler, right? Or is that the word to use? Simpler? Yeah, simpler. Simplify. Simplify. Yeah. And 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 LaFour was like, What does that mean? We're like we're the most simple offense in football. He's like, What the fuck? I can't. <laughs> goes, down Have anymore. you seen the Bengals? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um but I, the, my take, Marty, is just that, the, uh, of course, the weapons on offense is a real issue, and Rodgers has compounded that issue by not really having the aggressive frame of mind throwing the football, too, and really living in the let me look to throw the ball underneath. They don't attack that way. Their defense is very good. It's not, it hasn't been dominant like we thought. I thought they'd make a few more plays here and there but that's my biggest thing La- lack of explosive plays we've talked about that for six weeks Marty it's, just, you, it's hard to win going 12 plays 75 yards every time you drive down the field at some point, you've got to have some plays to take some pressure off the team, and they don't have that. And uh, now they're starting to make mistakes, too, on top of that. And, yeah, they're in, they're in deep trouble.
0: They're Packers confused. Lions get to celebrate on a Sunday, a rare Sunday celebration for us Lions fans. Uh, two teams that were in the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl here recently, the yeah. last two winners, yeah.
1: from Super Bowl to Super Bad. Oh, uh, you haven't even seen that movie. I have not seen that you, movie. Super Bad's right? pretty good mclovin you know and all that oh, stuff. i have seen that movie. you've seen that i one? did see that movie. okay good. yeah yeah that was a good movie it is pretty good uh
0: buccaneers and rams a game that neither team deserved to win maybe <laughs> i don't know it was uh, it was ugly until the end looked like the rams are going to win an ugly game yeah and then they stopped tom brady fourth and one there late two minutes to go but then the rams couldn't do anything had to punt it back and brady had 40 seconds and they went down and scored and tom brady at the end of the game said that was effing awesome What's going on here? Why are they turning into you? Just like swearing up a storm. <laughs> right? I like it. I like it. That's right. That's right.
1: It's, it, in a,
0: it's inappropriate.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, it's the uh, Chris Sims unbutton Ahmed Farid effect. We're just rubbing off on everybody. <laughs> okay.
0: Lead Papa says, what's up with that soft coverage the Rams gave Tom Brady on the last possession?
1: It's like say? they got scarred by Kay Dotton catching the ball down the middle to start the drive. Right. And they were like, whoa, we can't let him do that. And no, the logic is let them fucking do that because they're going to run like three less plays and they might not be able to, you know, get down to the goal line and get the pass interference. It was crazy. Tony Dungy, that was the second most passionate thing he was crazy about yesterday. You were in there. I mean, he's always, you know, looking at management and what you're doing on defense. Those are things that Tony Dungy was, he was famous for. So he doesn't. He was winning games thirteen to nine with Tampa Bay for like five years. It wasn't because he was going, "Hey, throw the out route in the two minute drill so you can go out of bounds and you know you can keep it going." I mean, that's how they won so many games. So he doesn't understand it. I don't understand it either. To not protect the sideline with a team with no timeouts and play defenses where the outs, the receivers on the outside get free access and. Defense is where the guy covering the covering these outside receivers have to respect the go route because they don't have help behind them. So now, yeah, they're not going to let you go run right by them. So as soon as you threaten them up the field, they're backing up, right, going, oh, no, I got to protect the go route. And then you throw a 10-yard out, and a 12-yard out. I mean, yeah, I don't get it. I got to look at it a little bit more closely. Um, let me just say this. I know they needed that to win the game at the end. I felt very, as the game was going on, that Tampa was the better team on the field. I really did in a lot of ways. I really felt like we were sitting there watching, like, L.A., you know, just... It it was two plays the whole game. I guess that's the way I felt. It was two plays. It was a long throw to Cooper Cup, and it might have been another long throw to Cooper Cup. And that was, like, the whole day on the offensive side of the ball, right? He threw the seam down... Uh, to Cooper Cup for the 69-yard touchdown pass, yep. and then he had that play where, remember Stafford rolled out, and like Cooper Cup acts like he's going to run the corner route, and then he comes across the field on a deep post route. It's You see the Rams do it every now and then. There was that big pass play, and I felt like that was it for the day for the Rams. But the Bucks it just drops. You know, Of course, Rams' defense was good, and they did a good job of pressuring Brady and company, and they couldn't sustain drives, but I don't know. Am I crazy to think, even though that they were down there lately, I just felt like they were the the better team, uh, and they just couldn't make the play or two to kind of get them over the hump to to get in the lead of the game or ever get in control of the game that way. Yeah, they had eight three and outs to the Rams. Right. That's in- what I mean, including
0: like, three straight right before the Bucks game winning. Okay. Um, right. Drive. Right. Yep. Uh, they had two hundred and six total yards, sixty nine on that Cooper Cup touchdown. Uh, they had a 23-yard run by Daryl Henderson, which was their longest by a Rams player this season, if you can believe that. So, yeah, what do you think? The Rams dazed or completely confused? Oh, they're
1: they're completely confused. They're completely confused. Like the Buccaneers are dazed. I still have hope for them. I don't think, I uh, yeah, I don't think there's there's any fucking way. Rams, Rams are three and five
0: right now. I are know. you willing to say? Yeah, you don't think they're
1: gonna playoff team? Are they gonna squeak in? as the 7 seed. Um, is a tight one. This is a tight one. But I'm going to say they do not make the playoffs, you know. Me too. If they make the playoffs,
0: I will say the f-word on this podcast. Wow. Okay, I like it. That's
1: fucking awesome. Way to go? So I will do right. that. And if they make curse. the playoffs, yeah. I'll kiss your feet. Don't do that again. No <laughs> one wants that. No <laughs> one wants that. I don't even want to think about it. Don't even bring it up. We don't want that. Yeah, we're past that. That's okay. way in the, we're not living in the past. Okay. We're looking forward. Okay. All right. Fine. Damn. I thought that was like one of the themes of our pod. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. I, is it? I don't. I don't see it. I don't see. It. It's just too hard. And and again, I give them a lot of credit. I, I do because they're tough. They are. Their defense is a pain in the ass. You know. But just everything's hard. And I, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to pull up their schedule here because I, I feel like I remember off the top of my head, this, the schedule gets tough, right? I mean, they start it, to have Arizona next week at
0: New Orleans at Kansas City, right. Whoa. Seattle. Seattle, yikes, Raiders Las at Vegas. home
1: at Green Bay, Denver at home. At, yeah, I, mean, I don't see it happening. This is not the kind of schedule they want right there. It's not. I don't. I think they miss. They miss out on this year. You know, even before the year, I think we, you and I, just looking at the roster, we're like, I don't know. Yeah. If they get in, they're not going to be great. They'll get in, and that's kind of the way I looked at it. Um, but yeah, if you made me sit here right now, I don't. I don't yeah. see it. I, I had really them don't. getting
0: in, but I had the whole division being down, kind of. Yeah. I had them as the only team in. I mean, it looks like uh, who knows? Seattle, yeah, although the Forty ers are coming on now strong, so. Yeah, I don't see it for the Rams here. What about the Bucs? So you you think they're just dazed? I think they're dazed. I mean, they're wobbling. It's a wobbly
1: dazed. But I, I don't. There's they're four and five. But what that puts them atop that division. Well, that division sucks. So I give that that right. I still I, there's a part of me that still goes. I think their defense can still be a real force here. I do. You know, there was even the moment, you know, th- they went up 13-6 to yesterday. The game was 10-6, to and Todd Bowles and company went for it on fourth down around the mid- midfield. And I was like, w- why? The Rams can't move the ball. Why are you going to give them the ball at midfield where they get one first down, and all of a sudden they can kick a field goal and then extend the lead and go up by a touchdown? I was a little surprised by some of that yesterday. But, yeah, I think Tampa, what I look at is, yes, they're still Brady. You know, I think Godwin is still getting healthier as we go here. And I do think the defense, as it gets healthier here, we saw Carlton Davis back. You know, I believe Murphy Bunting, yeah, he's back. And then Akeem Hicks was back yesterday. So I guess I give them some hope to go. You know, it's never going to be pretty this year by them, but I could see them winning a lot of games. Twenty-four seventeen, you know, yeah. and twenty to fourteen here down the stretch, and they
0: got veteran teams, and it's like one last run, you know, last dance with us. Well, it's kind of a cool story as the season goes on. I, I know
1: the win one for Tom exactly yeah. right, you know, but I, I do think there's some of that. People counted us out, they wrote us off, it, it, you know. Hey, maybe, you, maybe they ain't gonna. The write teams back. in their division, they still, you know, Carolina, Atlanta, yeah. New Orleans are still on the uh, the the schedule. I mean, again, those are, yeah. I mean, none of those teams we look at to go. Oh, I think they're going to beat the Bucks. No, mm-hmm. every one of those games we're going to go. I, we're taking the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the Browns left. So yeah, I'm giving Tampa, Tampa ugly playoff team. Um, that's going to be no one's going to be happy to see them coming to town because you're going to go, damn that defense and it's Brady and that's scary.
2: For the world's greatest athletes. <laughs> This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world again. For the United States. Unbelievable. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a
0: performance! The Paris Olympics. Friday, July 26th on NBC and Peacock. It is time now. For a segment we like to call Damn. Okay. okay. Damn.
1: I'm okay. Dan. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. I'm okay. The legal gambolizing Oh, baby. I am Chris Sims. I'm okay. Dan. Boom. Okay. Boom. So
0: this is going to be the half-baked edition. All so right, these are-
1: man. Cool, bro. That's cool with these, me.
0: These are teams that we think are good. They're in the playoff discussion, but they're they're not fully baked yet. They're yeah. not like, well, this is a solid, solid Super Bowl team, but they're like getting there. They're half-baked. They are, yeah. yeah. They're not fully baked yet, but yeah. they're half-baked. They're
1: half-baked. They just need to take a few more hits of my shit, and they'll be
0: full-baked. Some people might say that the Vikings are fully baked. They're 7-1 right now, but we still don't know. they got a good upcoming schedule coming up here of some tough teams. And so after that, maybe we'll say they're fully baked. Uh, but our damn okay for this win against the Commanders goes to Kirk Cousins, who made some gutty plays late in this game. And then after the game, you like that? It was the you like that game against his former team. He was on the team charter with his shirt off, with it. chains on, if you're watching, you can see it. If you're listening, you just have to imagine what that would look like. Kirk Cousins is actually quite ripped. Uh, he is got some muscle structure, no doubt about it. And on our Peacock show last night, he goes, "Now this is how you know they've kind of arrived. Like, they're they're turning a corner here because when the white guy quarterback dorky dances on the plane, yeah, he got something.
1: Exactly right. You do. You do. Trust me. The dork quarterback, now Zadarius Smith, who's next to him, is going back down to the defense end of part of the plane. I'm like, man, our quarterback's fucking cool. He's crazy. He's <laughs> fucking crazy. He's a nerd, but he's cool. And he's like, like, yes, this is how camaraderie starts right here. This is how teams believe. You know, that was the thing I said to you last night, right? It was the first thing I said, this is like – This shows you the state of their team. They're having fun, you know, and they're close. And you see that. And I think that's what is resulting in, whoa, late in the fourth quarter, we're okay. Let's stay together and pull this out. All right? So that's where I love it. I do. You know, Kevin O'Connell has brought a breath of fresh air there to Minnesota, and it's just funny where it just seems late in the fourth quarter in these type of games where I used to go, well, it's Kirk cousins in Minnesota. And there's the stigma of like, Oh, they'll kind of blow this. It's a close one right now. You're going fuck. No, they're going to come back and win it almost every time. And damn. Okay. Yes. Washington disrespected him on the way out. They didn't want to pay him. He's certainly better than anybody. They've fucking have had there over the last few years. That's for sure. And he made the play of the day, in my opinion, and we were watching together. It's 17-7. to 7. Washington, the commanders were... Their D is... It's it's here. It's real. They're controlling the game, and it feels like, oh my gosh, they're about to... They're going to put this way. And they had a third and long, and he hit the go-route down the left sideline. Right, It was third and seven, you said, Pete? Third and seven, go-route, Justin Jefferson. And it's like... It reignited it lit up the flame one more time, you know, and that was like to me the momentum changer that went, whoa, back to Minnesota. They went down, I believe, in that drive and got the field goal, right? Am I right about that? And then came not Heineke magic with the yeah. interception, and Minnesota capitalized on that. That's kind of what they've been doing all year. I know. That was, uh, that was crazy. And Kirk Cousins, Pete Notes took a shot on that oh, play. Oh, Deron Payne crushed him. Crushed Uh, it.
0: Still completed it. And yeah, they were off and running there. And Heineke throws the interception. Harrison Smith gets there. I think, what was it, the third straight game with a pick for uh, Smith, fourth on the season. And so yeah, they were were off and running. It was one of those rare games where when the game is gross and close, Taylor Heineke did not come through, although there was one play. That helped them uh, get that lead, and we do have the dots for it. Curtis is Samuel, amazing. deep, deep, deep. Now, what the dots do not show on this play is the referee taking down, I it forget who, who uh, it was, uh, Cameron Bynum yeah. of the Vikings. and 24, the, who's no, in great position. Stops. If you Watch. wonder
1: why he stops right there, <laughs> it's because he yeah. fell down and hit a ref. The ref took him out. If you have not seen the highlight, go look at it. Um, So there were three guys. I mean, Heineke threw into triple coverage. Yeah, it was not a good decision. 24 was literally lining up like punt return going, I'm about to catch this and hit the ref. And the ref was like, no, you ain't. (laughs) No, you ain't. I'm getting a touchdown to commanders. Yeah, and so that made it a uh,
0: 10-7 game. Yeah, they uh, didn't touch touch Samuel after he caught it. And And then he rolled in the end zone, zone, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but there was not enough magic after that, though. That was the only magic for uh, Taylor Heineke. And uh, TJ Hawkinson. In his first game with the Vikings, trade with my Detroit Lions comes in nine receptions, seventy yards. So he'll be a big part of that offense moving forward. No doubt like. about
1: it. It 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 fits the formula. It's a you know again, it just makes sense. Oh, we got to worry about the run. Oh, we got Jefferson and Thielen outside. Oh, wait, we'll play split safeties a little. Oh, wait, damn, he's down the middle now. Shit, we can't stop that. It was a great trade by them. Yeah, Hawkinson's. Special talent at that position. He's going to be their tight end for a long time, and he fits the way football they want to play. He's a good blocker. He's very George Kittle esque to me. He is maybe not quite as athletic as that, but you know that along those type of lines. And of course, came from Iowa and is good that way. But yeah, that was a big win. Like with with Minnesota, they're a team that I'm going to again we're going to classify as like yes, playoffs certainly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I see Super Bowl in them yet. You know, I guess I'm further down the road with Seattle, I feel like, than I am with Minnesota. And I, I guess that sounds disrespectful. We just haven't seen it with Minnesota. I think that's the hard part, right? I We've guess seen it's the, them have good
0: seasons, get to the playoffs.
1: Right. Well, and the, the schedule's the been favorable for them so far. Yeah. They haven't had to play any juggernauts, really. They, they When they did, the Eagles, they got they blown got, out. They got blown out, Like right? right. That's where, you know, some of these teams that are 6-3, and three, where I look at them and just go, oh, I have a little more hope of it, because they've showed... I guess some stretches of games where you've heard me say this, where they just really were dominant or were elite, and Minnesota has shown stretches of that, but not throughout. And I guess their defense, their defense worries me a little. But maybe I gotta change my thought with that a little bit because, like to what you just talked about, they seem to have a knack to make the play in the right moment. They're like one of those teams. I mean Patrick Peterson last week against Arizona, and you know and what was that? Cameron Dantzler stripping the ball out of the Bears' receiver's hand late in the game, right, to win the game. And then of course yesterday with the interception. So they got some of that magic, and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're pain in the butt. They're going to the playoffs, but. I guess I'm just not quite totally – I'd like to see a few more games against some higher-level competition so yeah. I can just measure it a little bit differently. We'll
0: see it coming up. I think the next four got games tough against schedule. teams that uh, have a winning record right yeah. now. But I'm feeling pretty good about my Vikings because uh, they were one of my picks as a playoff Yo, team you you Yo, you're
1: looking like the smartest
0: year. guy in the room right now.
1: Although I also
0: picked the Chargers to win the Super uh, Bowl. you And idiot. that's got me a little nervous <laughs> no. right now. They've uh, had a lot of injuries, but they did get a win, <laughs> last-second win against the, the Falcons uh, yesterday. And our damn okay goes to the kicker. Cameron Dicker, who just signed with the team earlier in the week and now has two career games and two career game-winning field goals. He played for the Eagles week five when Elliott was hurt at Arizona, kicked the game-winning field goal in a game that also ended 20-17. to And uh, so our damn okay goes to a kicker that just goes to teams first game in, kicks a game-winning field goal. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool. I mean, it's, it's crazy to, to think of, right. you know, what he's doing there and... Texas Longhorn, one just winning games for teams. Oh, he's a Texas Longhorn. Pretty sure, pretty he? sure he is, right. right? You just
0: claim guys that you want to
1: be Texas yeah. Longhorns. They're cool okay. and they got a cool name. They're, uh, they're. they're I, I, I thought he was. Am I wrong? There, uh, I don't know. I, I don't usually know where, where a lot of players go I, to college, I especially I kickers. Look that. I gotta look that up. I gotta um, look okay, while well, he looks, he did. went to college. he, he Texas. Right, okay, Texas. Got it. He damn. Obviously. Rightly claimed. Well, see, that's what happens too when you smoke weed. You start to go. Wait, maybe I'm wrong, and shit's yeah. just dazed and confused You're in my head. Yeah, you're right quite a bit. You're right quite a bit. Uh, This game was kind of ugly back and forth.
0: The play of the game was when it was tied late, and the Chargers are driving. It's like, oh, they're in field goal range. Perfect. Oh, no. Austin Eckler, fumble, picked up by Taquan Graham, another Texas guy, I think. Isn't he? Yes, he is. So there you go. You got the good and the bad in this game. And Graham's going back, number 95. Just uh, got it. Stumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Just drops the ball. Just drops it. I mean, just dropped it. And Matt Filer yeah. picks it up for the
1: Chargers. And then next play, Herbert goes 22 yards to Josh Palmer. It's like it never happened. Oh, it, it is amazing. Palmer had a hell of a game. Um, you know, my, All the things we worry about with the Chargers I think still hold true. This is one of those games where I picked them to win by a field goal because I thought, well, there's not enough passing game with Atlanta that the Chargers will be able to kind of sell out in the run, and even with that, they're still not. They can't still can't stop the run very easily. I mean, the, the fucking Falcons ran for over two hundred yards on them. Yeah, it it's, is their
0: third game with two hundred or more rushing yards. They're one and two in those. Yeah, games.
1: well, it's you know, again, it's not always easy for them to get in the end zone. That's the big thing. The drives are few and far between, uh, but. Same issues. Again, respect the Falcons. I think they're going to be in a lot of games like this throughout the year. This won't stop, and they're going to continue to be competitive, and that offensive line and how they run it, it's going to make you know teams have to squeak it out to beat them. The Chargers, they have more talent and more potential than what they're showing, in my opinion. You know, the, the, the deep run defense is certainly an issue. And again, the same thing as what we talk about really the last few weeks with the Chargers. And I know there's no Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. That certainly hurts them. But, you know, they're just assembling some of an aggressive passing game has to be a little bit more. And uh, he made the big play, like you talked about, to Palmer there after the fumble by the Falcons. Yeah. There was, they were down 10 nothing early and had a third and 13 backed up. He threw another big pass to Palmer where he bought a little time. To me, that was like one of the plays of the game. That led to their 15-play, 83-yard touchdown drive. But that kind of got momentum back in their way. And, yeah, they were just tough and gritty in this game, I, I feel like. And just kind of hung around. And Herbert made just enough plays to win, but... Yeah, the Chargers are a team that's have potential, but I don't know if they're anywhere near it, and I don't know what to think of them right now, and this is going to be interesting to see what they do here down the stretch. Well,
0: they have trailed by double digits at the end of the first quarter in four straight games, and they are three and one in those games. So it's I mean, one, it's bad, but also it's like the Chargers have done the opposite for a lot of years. So they they've have, had these you're leads right. and not figured out ways to win them
1: at the end. Yeah. They are learning how to win at the yeah. end of these games. They they are. They're they're, they're efficient. You know, as far as because his ability to throw the ball, the tight windows, and move the chains that way, and um, they don't seem to be making the stupid mistakes that we've seen the Chargers make over the last decade, even prior to this, that so they had this whole they mojo tried. of Austin Eckler tried, they tried exactly right, but it, for whatever reason, it's it's you know they've been helped out twice this year. Yeah. That was a big moment, and then the Cleveland game had they Cleveland gave them some gifts as well. But here's a team I still look at and go. You know, can they get better? Can they improve here down the stretch? And when they get healthy at wide receiver, because you know there's still talent on that defense and talent when Joey Bosa comes back to where you go, gosh, can they still have a say in this thing when it's all said and done? And I, I want to say yes, but they're, they're, they don't show a lot to, to make me think they're going to be a major player in the AFC. Yeah, we talked about hot seats in
0: the NFL yeah. now that Frank Reich has been fired, Right, Cliff Kingsbury. I think Brandon Staley probably also on the hot seat. A
1: little bit. If it goes south. If, if it goes, goes south, everybody's got their eyes on him for yeah. sure. I, you know, I, I hope it hasn't gotten to there yet, but we'll see. You're right. I mean, again, he's a defensive coach too, and their defense has been an issue, so that, that's that got to improve. Random stat of the day, according to
0: Stats, it is the second time in NFL history there were four games with the exact same score on the same day. So we had four 20-17 games. It's amazing. It happened uh, back in 1924. October wow. 5th. Going four right games were here. three uh, to nothing. They ended three. So you think offense is down now in pro football? Uh, the Chicago Cardinals beat the Green Bay Packers three nothing. The Milwaukee Badgers defeated the Kansas City Blues three nothing. Duluth Kellys, remember them? Great team. Oh, we do the Duluth uh, defeated powerhouse. The Minas- uh, Minneapolis Mariners three nothing, and the Akron Pros defeated the Rochester Jeffersons. Damn,
1: I just can't believe that. I'm looking at like uh, I had Chargers twenty seven twenty three, so I was too much there. But you had a lot of 2017 games. I usually in here. am always in the 20s. I had the Patriots Colts as 20 to 17, but that wasn't work right. You know, the Bills Jets, I gave them too many points. Right? Who's our other 20? Oh, the Chiefs game. I picked 27 17 Chiefs. Um, yeah, and Washington and the Vikings, which was 20 to 17. I picked 23 20 Commanders. Oh. So, yep. Yeah, uh, uh, was, I, was, I was flirting with it, but I didn't hit on any of them. Pete has a
0: pop quiz. What? Who was the champ in 1924 was it the nfl then was that still the nfl yeah, yeah i it guess it's NFL. pre-super bowl but yeah. it's the nfl
1: yeah it's the nfl it's the nfl before the merger is the before proper, the merger right? so yeah don't yeah. be getting those other teams in there right it's who, an um who
0: won it in 1924
1: i'm not gonna look here Hold yeah, on. don't look it up you yeah. should know this you know all the champions fr- of pro football well is it a real team still let me just say that or is it like the D- duluth like car riders is no. it a real team and like? What's
0: the I don't have it. Is it oh, Chicago oh, oh, Cardinals? It's the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Yeah. Shit. What city are the Bulldogs from? Wow. You if you if you think about it Pete says you can figure it out. I feel well, like he's I want to it, I wanna Pete? go to I want to go
1: to I want to go to Georgia. I mean, that's yeah, right. He I'm...
0: wants to say Georgia, but it's per- P- mascot logos. Not official logos, but mascot logos. He's only confusing
1: me more. I, know, I, I don't. All right, it's so the dog, po- the dog pound. The Cleveland. Damn. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. The Cleveland Bulldogs. Those were good hits. Oh, so Pete. is that why it's the dog pound? I don't. I don't know. Pete's got to
0: look into it now. Now we're going down a rabbit hole that will take us. Look at you making good. the podcast long. Look at <laughs> you. Uh, our final damn okay. Well, uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, Ohio teams, the Cincinnati Bengals. Big play bangles, defeat the Panthers, (laughs) 42-21. That was closer. Uh, The score made it look closer than it actually was, and the the score does not even make it look close. Joe Mixon went off. He goes five touchdowns in this game. That's a franchise bass. We've never seen that before for the big play bangles. And uh, here's uh, what he had done up to this point in the season. He had two rushing touchdowns through week eight. He had four rushing touchdowns week nine, one through the air. Uh, he just it was like they weren't trying to stop him it was like they didn't know that they could
1: (laughs) they couldn't stop anything yeah the Bengals just kind of did whatever they want to start the football game I mean right right from the get-go the first drive nine plays 90 yards I mean one of the things I wrote in my notes right off that was just Bengals throwing the ball right down the field for a TD you know next driver a burrow tearing them up big mix and run TD Bengals Walker interception. Bengals doing whatever they want. Twenty-one nothing. Bengals doing whatever they want again. Twenty-eight nothing. And I stopped writing notes on the game after that. Yeah, because I was like, okay, that's this one's over. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, the Bengals are one of those teams again. It just it seems like it's got to be the right matchup. And again, with some of the stuff I saw, it it leads me to my thought that I always talk about, and I don't mean to like beat, but when they play teams that are a little over aggressive on the defensive side of the ball, it opens up their chances to make big plays, and then they capitalize, you know? So that. That's the one thing I came away a few times with the Panthers just going, man, I'm surprised by this defense. And then I think they tried to change and get out of it a little bit and back off, and they just got totally gashed in the run game. And that, hey, listen, I, you know, I know Carolina's no, nothing to write home about right now, but that was still an impressive day of running the football for the Cincinnati Bengals to where you go, can this be a jump-off spot to where if they can just... The Bengals don't need much, and they can be really dangerous. They just need a like, or just a little bit of a run game, just to get people a little off their pass game and get them some of those aggressive looks and open up the play action passes, you know. But like again, like the Cleveland game on Monday night last week, it was zone coverage, it was back a lot of the times, and they can't figure out what to do then, and they haven't been able to run the ball on those defenses. So if they can just do that a little bit, that's where it's scary. That was a dominant effort there yesterday. Yeah, In Carolina for one of those teams that's, I mean, beat the Bucks. Should have beat the Falcons last week in a lot of ways and just to get totally fucking shellacked, right? But to me, that's, it shows the Bengals have some real elite parts of their football team. They just got to help the offense out with a little more schematics and just find one other angle to help them out. I don't know what that is. If they want to get better at screens, you've heard me talk about the motions and the formations I wish more, just a little bit of a run game. It's not going to take much to get them over to the edge to where we go. The Bengals are unstoppable. It wasn't much different than it was last year than this year, except last year they could just run the ball like we talked to. Yep. So then people were, oh, we got to play single safety defense. We got to play man to man every now and then. Oh, shit, we got to bite up on that play action fake. And it, it was a simple formula, but effective when you have that guy at quarterback and those receivers. Uh, it was that was an impressive win. I know it's Carolina, but that still was an impressive
0: win by the Bengals. In their non-divisional games this year, the Bengals are five and one. Burrow has sixteen total touchdowns, no turnovers. They've had three divisional games. Uh-huh. See, that just tells me right there my point. Six total touchdowns, eight turnovers. They,
1: teams know how, those teams know how to play them. They know how to limit. We're not going to let you like Jamar Chase be one on one so you could just fucking throw a dime and now we can't tackle them. You know, that, that 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 to me shows it. And then we see teams like the Saints and Carolina, or, we're going to take away this, we're going to take away that, and I'm gonna, you're going to take away nothing because they're just going to do whatever they want because you're so worried about taking away stuff that it's just going to lead to over-aggressive defensive calls. Um, so we'll see. I'm not giving up on the Bengals. I'm not. But they got to help that offense out. I did a social video on it. Two weeks ago you weren't there you I, saw, I saw
0: it I saw pop yeah. up on my oh, timeline good. Thanks for there. Looking. Thanks I was for like going. oh he's ripping the Bengals offense right. again here rip, we go again I, I ripped you too I think what
1: in yeah. that video yeah I'm trying and when you're not there I ripped I ripped on you every time you're not there <laughs> <laughs> you didn't show up again I was working in
0: Kentucky you were give me a break a bluegrass um, state
2: for the world's greatest athletes this is the showdown we've been waiting for there is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage so- And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. Friday,
0: July 26th on NBC and Peacock. It is time now for Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. Two games to go here. We go into the newsroom, we got a newspaper. There's breaking news in this game, too. There Our is. first one that we're doing, Patriots and Colts. We'll get to that, but first we want to start with the headline of the Patriots' shellacking of Indianapolis. You
1: ready? Yep. Nah, nah, nah,
0: nah, 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 nah,
1: nah. Na-na-na-na, hey, Judon. <laughs> yeah, I like out. it. We are the fucking Beatles, you oh, and me. I
0: think we do harmonize, actually, very well. We do, we you do. Know, I don't want to toot our own horn, right? but I think that sounds okay. Uh, yeah, it's
1: one of our quirky good things we're good at. <laughs> we definitely are. I don't, don't know why we're good at it,
0: but yeah. we are. <laughs> Matthew Judon is good at taking down the Woo! other quarterback. He's got 11 and a half this year now, I think. <laughs> uh, he had three in this game, four quarterback hits, and only 21 pass rush snaps. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane. The Patriots, this was not yeah. even, I mean, this talk about blowout games. What? 26-3, to 3, Colts could do nothing.
1: This was like, the yes. Big
0: reason was Matt. I mean, Matt <laughs> Judon. I like Matt Judon, too. Yeah. What, Grand Valley State thing, I yeah, think, right? right. exactly Martin right. the right. woods in, in Michigan. Exactly right. They're just, uh, they just dominated. No conversions of third downs. The Colts <laughs> were 0 for 14, 121 yards. I mean, the Patriots have played a couple of games that have just been, like, so boring
1: because the Patriots have dominated so thoroughly. They do, and they just don't care. So they're just like, oh, well, this is what we got to do to win today, and we're just going to, you know, just slowly going to step on your throat, and just, you'll suffocate eventually. I mean, it's really, it is that way. It is. I mean, the, the, the Colts, it is embarrassing, right? Am I wrong? Their only field goal came off of the Jacoby Myers fumble, right, that he had caught, and they got a short field. It was a fucking clinic like an ass whooping it really was it, it furthers the decision of why they didn't let matt ryan continue to be quarterback because they would have been on he'd he'd get, with that offensive line and the way they're playing he's gonna get it. he would have got hurt and they would have been on the books for having to pay him 30 million next year uh, so i understand that but damn that was an ass whooping and i just can't believe it with the colts because the colts defense is good i mean it's good and they, they, they did all they could to hang around in this game. I mean, this game was 0-0 forever. It was 3-0 forever. It was 6-0 forever. You know? It was, what, a blocked punt that finally set up the, the touchdown for the... the uh, I'm right about that, right? The blocked punt set up the first yeah. touchdown to make it yeah, 13 nothing. yard, two-yard line. Right. So it was like the most defensive struggle ever. But the Patriots, that's where they're great, too. They just, okay, patient. We're fine with this kind of game. And... You know, got it done. But man, this is where I think the Patriots can be a little scary, and I think they're going to be even better as they go here. Is we know Judon's a freak, but the other guy, Uche, off the edge, he's another one where that could make their. De- Uche got hurt for a little bit. Him back healthy. I think he is a top tier Josh Ushe from Michigan. I think yeah. he is a top tier pass rusher in football. You gotta worry about those two coming off the edge. They got a little size. That's for right, New England. They're five and four. But you know I'm not counting out New England. I'm not I don't think they can go to the Super Bowl, but they, they can get to the playoffs and maybe upseat, upset a team or two and make things like, you know, scary that way. Uh, so that, that was you know, an ugly win. The offense is still nothing special, but that's a good defense in Indianapolis. And, man, that Colts, Frank Reich, I, I guess they finally just looked at it and said, you know what, it ain't working. Let's cut the cord, and they're going to start their search, Chris Ballard and company, and, and start going from there. Yeah, so what do you think about that? I know. I mean, he's kind of,
0: kind of been surprised. the same. That he hasn't had that quarterback. You know, they've cycled through veterans now,
1: what, like three years in a row. Um, I think he's done a lot of good things there. I it, it, It's the shitty thing about the business. I think he's done a lot of good things, too. I mean, you know, I think the first thing you say, you said it right. I mean, the quarterback situation fucked everything up for them. Everything. I mean, it's it's... 2018, and he's got Andrew Luck at was it 2018 or 19? Going into the 19 season, right? It was going into the 19 season, right? Is that what he retired? I think so. Yeah. So 2018, yeah, 2018. I mean, I'm in Kansas City for the divisional playoff game. The Colts are 10 and six. They're hot as hell down the stretch of the year. I mean. Most people were picking the Colts to win that game. There was a lot of people who were like, the Colts are going to come in and upset Kansas City who's had the week off, and mm-hmm. they're not going to be ready for this. I mean, we were looking at the Colts going, watch out, right? So you're looking, their franchise is all set up. Oh, wait, he retires? They, they somehow manage to go 7-9 and nine with Jacoby Brissett, at quarterback, right? 2020, they get Phillip Rivers? They go 11-5? and five? They got the Bills on the ropes in the, what was that, the divisional game? It was the wild card game. I mean, they got them on the ropes. It's big trouble they're out playing. Josh Allen makes some incredible plays that, like, only Mahomes can make, and they win the game. And then we get, okay, then the 2021 experience, Carson Wentz. They were right there to the end, though. It was a disappointing end. So, you no, know, yeah, I guess I'm surprised. I am. I mean, that was a major curveball that Andrew Luck threw that organization. It really crushed him in a lot of ways. And it hasn't looked good. It has not. I understand that. Um, But I did not expect to hear Frank Wright getting fired today. Probably get another job if he wants it. You'd think, maybe, I would think so. I I would. I
0: I knew that. The new thing now is the young coach that coached with Sean or Kyle Shanahan. I know. So, I don't know. Maybe he won't. But... I yep. think he's got some credentials. I uh, think he does too. Kind of ahead of the the ball game too on being aggressive, going for some things. Yeah, uh, but it was bad. Sam Ellinger's come in. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the future. It was rough no, for him. Not looking like he is. Nine sacks, a pick six. Yeah, um, not good. Not good for Indianapolis right now. We'll see where they go moving forward. But uh, the Patriots are like the Patriots again. Boring, uh, but a playoff, <laughs> playoff team probably. Uh, one game to go. The Jaguars defeat the Raiders. They come back and win twenty-seven to twenty, despite the Raiders having a seventeen-point lead in the game. Your headline for this game is: Whoa, hold on,
1: Mo leads, Mo problems for the Raiders. The Raiders. That's right, Mo money, Mo problems, Mo leads, Mo problems. So it's the third time this
0: season they have had a lead of seventeen and lost. In their franchise history which goes back 62 seasons previously yeah that happened just five times yeah
1: well I think that that stats going to continue to get blown up through in the NFL and all organizations because 17 points is just nothing in the NFL anymore it means nothing it really doesn't I don't know scoring is down a I bit yeah this year, I know so. I, I, well, I hear you I hear you I know I know. But yeah. I, I, I don't feel like teams that are, you know, down 17, it's, it's just not the same mindset anyway with the rules in the passing game and pass interference and the roughing the quarterback and all that. Teams get conservative on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, all these were early, too. They were up 20 nothing on the Cardinals, uh-huh. lost
0: in overtime. Yep. They were
1: up 17 nothing on the Chiefs,
0: lost by one, 30-29. They were up 17 nothing on the Jaguars this week, lost
1: 27-20. Well, it, 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 I think, speaks to this. I don't think their team is all that great. I think again the fact that they got in the playoffs last year in my in my in my mind is still somewhat miraculous. Things fell the right way for them, you know. Mertz Versace did a great job of rallying the troops and getting them play tough. Uh, I, I did not think the Raiders were a playoff team this year. I did not, and you know I, I do think we have to stop thinking that with like some of these teams where you just go they went to the playoffs last year they scored the playoffs again this year. Like what? It's the NFL. Yeah. Like it's uh, and and
0: well, I, it's funny because I think a lot of people. People didn't pick them to go to the playoffs. Yeah, well, right? I, they're they, like, oh, they, they took a step
1: back. They're like, oh, everyone thought they would. Yeah, right? well, I, I know. But there are some people out there, too, that I feel like want to be critical of Josh McDaniels where they want to harp on that. Like, yeah. well, they went to the playoffs and now they're worse. And I'm like, okay, they don't want to play, you know, the Seattle scheme on defense. And they had all these Seattle scheme type of guys. And, you know, their offensive line, the way Josh McDaniels wants to play, it's not quite the right way either, you know? I think what you're seeing with these early leads is like great game planning and things where they come out and they catch these teams off guard and they're like, oh my gosh, they're attacking us like this. And then there's like a period of whoa, we got to adjust and figure out how to stop it. And then once we stop, okay, wait, all right, we stopped some of the McDaniel's tricks and some of the things he's got. They're not really that great, so now we can just start out playing them. And that to me is the way it looked yesterday. There was an an early fumble by. ATN, or it might have been ATN, I think it was ATN, it was a toss sweep where they just they, they fumbled the ball, the Jags were driving, and it kind of started the momentum for the Raiders. They go right down and score a touchdown. He threw the big, you know, uh, he com- they converted a fourth and one. He threw the big fade down the left sideline to Devontae Adams. They stopped the Jags. They came back. They got the ball back. They ran the uh, the fake run, fake reverse, throw the ball down the field to Devontae Adams, who was wide open for a touchdown, so it was 14-0, and Um, you know, kind of just had the momentum early, but this is like could be a turning point for the Jaguars. Jaguars defense dominated really from that point on. They absolutely overwhelmed the offensive line for the Raiders. They couldn't really get the run game going. You know, they found a way to take away Devontae Adams, and. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and ATN made a lot of big plays on the offensive side of the ball, and we got to give them credit because, we, you know, I've been a little critical of Trevor Lawrence not making the big plays when it counts, and yeah. he did yesterday. Man, he threw 80%
0: of his passes complete, 25 of 31 in the game. Uh, not that many yards, but uh, 235, but yeah, they were efficient, and Travis Etienne goes over 100 scrimmage yards for the fifth straight game. Looks like he is a weapon, a dynamic uh, part of this team. And so you're back on board. You're back on board with the Jaguars. They snapped their five-game losing streak, and here you go. <laughs> I picked them, though, again. I picked them again to win this one. That's right. I heard you on that podcast. I did. I was like, Mikey. I'm not going
1: to back down. This will be the game they win, and I know it will be you like, I even, backed But up. you were
0: like, even if I'm so immune to it now, they, 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 even if they lose, it's like it doesn't affect
1: me Well, I, you know, it's like <laughs> the ones they've lost a lot of the times, I've been like, man, I, I don't feel that bad. It was like they—, they Fuck! He did the dumb shit. They should have won the game, yeah. and they lose. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, oh man, that was so stupid. They got dominated. That was stupid, right? I mean, some of these losses, I went. I honestly think they were better on the field. They just got to learn to mature and grow as a team, and that's what we saw. You know, hey, Trevor Main, You know, he's been efficient as far as completion percentage and all that, but it's the big throws to put the team away or put them put the pressure on them. You know, he made a, some big runs in the football game where we saw him use his legs. You know, and then like, you know, the the big pass to Kirk in the end zone, the little out route in the back corner of the end zone. Like, what a great throw. And those are what I'm talking about some of the throws we've seen over the past few weeks where I go, oh, that was open and we could have got back in the game or made it a one score game there and we missed it. And you're too good to miss that throw. And that, to me, is what didn't happen yesterday. I mean, Etienne and Trevor Lawrence, they got it going. And their defense, they have moments of where they just absolutely overwhelm other teams. And after that you know, little early game struggle, they, they really put it on the Raiders and Derek Carr. And Derek Carr was a little off, too. There were certainly a number of throws... That I watched yesterday, where I went, man, he Demonte Adams is open. You should have hit him there. You should have hit yeah. this guy. Uh, but I think he was feeling the pressure from that front in Jacksonville. To your point on the Jaguars, yeah. they had 15 third downs converted,
0: nine of them. Well, so that's were, uh, what I mean. That's what I mean. Big plays, running, passing, the big
1: moment plays, big moment right? Plays. That's where that's to me the only thing Jacksonville's kind of missing. and Just got to mature and battle tested and all that. But then even you know at the uh, the big the big drive at the end of the game to be able to run that with 8-10 down their throat. You know, that was impressive. Um, Yeah, good win for Jacksonville. I I wouldn't be shocked if they went on a little run here and got things going in the right direction.
0: And that was Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai. Thanks to our friends at BetMGM as well for sticking your name on this podcast.
1: Yes, thank you, BetMGM.
0: Our parlay preview of Monday Night Football, Ravens at Saints. It's a good one. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Ravens favored by a point and a half. The over/under now is forty-six and a half. On the Thursday pod, you picked Baltimore to win by four, so the favorite to cover. Yeah, I and don't feel
1: good about that though. Oh no.
0: Well, well, this is. Wait, hold on.
1: Your best bets this week. You're two and one. I know. Which well, is like three and zero. This is one where this year. Oh, this is one where I. I uh, <laughs> Like I'm picking Baltimore, I got that. I'm, yeah. um, but the logic is there. I think the teams are very close. Mm. I think New Orleans really matches up well with them. There's, I wanted to. This is one of those games where again, like Washington, Minnesota, where you go, where's the upset of the where the upset's going to happen? Right. This is one where I almost picked. They match up well with Baltimore, in a lot of ways. There's only one reason I picked Baltimore. It's the Saints' history against running quarterbacks. I can't get out of my mind the last two years of them defending Jalen Hurts. That's the problem. The last two years, they played Jalen Hurts, and the quarterback design run stuff and stuff just absolutely obliterated them. In games where we thought, well, New Orleans will win this game up in Philadelphia and do that, and they didn't. So I think they have an issue, oddly enough, of stopping that type of run game, even though they – practice it on their own field with Taysom hill I, I that's what worries me but i can i see them pulling off an upset here tonight i mean with no rashad bateman him being out for the year you know they are big fuckers up front can they stop the run and company yeah but it's like they don't have an answer to stop the quarterback design run yeah and um uh, you know again they're really going to be able to run the ball or at least put baltimore in positions where they're going to go shit we got to put some extra guys in the box here and New Orleans, as we know, does have some people who can beat some one-on-one coverage. So I'm going Baltimore, just because I, I guess I trust them a little bit more. I think think they're a little bit better, but I don't think this is going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. I think this one comes down to the end. It's tight. Pete, who was ruled out after Chris made his decision? Mark Andrews. Mm. So Mark Andrews not Still playing out. this game. So. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, that hurts. That I know. Does hurt. I know. Isaiah likely. He was awesome last week, so hopefully he can continue. Yeah, Andrews, yeah, what is it, a shoulder heat or something like that, right? But, uh, yeah, we'll see. This is, to me, I love these kind of games because it's, you know, it's Tennessee Titan ish. It's like, hey, we're the biggest, baddest dudes on the planet. We pride ourselves in out hitting you. It's two of these type of teams, and there's going to be some physical football play, and that, that's why I'm excited to see The over under for Lamar Jackson and Elvin Kamara,
0: pretty similar on rushing Ooh. yards. 60 and a half for Jackson, 62 and a half for Kamara. Do you think they. Who has more rushing yards between those two? I'm going to go with Lamar. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah, I am. What you said.
1: Yeah, about- I just, well, you know, um, yeah, I could see Kamara having a decent night. I could see this maybe being a night where even Taysom Hill rips off a few big runs, like quarterback and wildcat for them. Fantasy team but, needs that. Yeah, the, 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 the Ravens' run game is going to such a point right now where the Lamar run game off of it is very dangerous. You know, it stinks there's not going to be any Gus Edwards tonight. They, You know, I, I like the way he looked last Thursday night, um, you know, and there's no J.K. Dobbins yet, but but still, uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore. Baltimore has shown moments this year, as we've talked about, of being elite. And uh, let's see if they can continue that going. The action never stops at
0: BetMGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code Sims. Get your first wager risk-free up to one thousand dollars. Chris, so um, Ahmed, say you bet hundred dollars on the Saints okay. to win the NFC South. Hold on, I just bet a hundred dollars. Uh, hundred? You said it a 1, thousand. Hundred hundred dollars on the Saints to win the NFC South. Wow. Well, okay.
1: if you win, you'll get four hundred dollars. That wow. might have not been a real smart bet though. There's Tom Brady and the Bucks in that division. <laughs> okay. But We're, if you lose, you'll still get a hundred dollars right. worth of free bets. Well, there we go. Simply download the
0: BetMGM app today, or go to betmgm.com. Enter the bonus code Sims to make your first wager risk-free up to one thousand dollars. So you could do the thousand-dollar bet if you app. really wanted to. It's a good app. I like good it. You have to navigate, get the odds on. Yep. Uh, and now we are done. That is it. That's we it. Have, we we promised the homies we would talk about every game. We came through again.
1: Again. That's what we do. Yep. We did. That's right. Four twenty style. That's right. Now you. Need somebody to roll it up and smoke them yeah. if you got them. We're the podcast I know to. it's not actually
0: 420, but yeah. it is in our pod. Right. Will you go home and celebrate now? Oh, you that? know
1: what? It, 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 you have got me thinking during this podcast to where I'm like, you know, I might smoke tonight before the game. Celebrate yeah. a little bit. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, Make it to 420. Usually, I think you should. Usually Monday nights, I you know, I, I try to stick to my schedule of like not smoking during the week and waiting for the weekends. Yeah. I have dabbled in a few Monday nights where I've been like, you know, I'm going to. You know, take a puff here before the game this starts might be and one. watch it. This, might be, this one. might be one in honor of 420, and okay. maybe I'll send you a picture so you can you know, like, pretend you were there with me hanging. I might have a, uh, a drink, a cocktail. Of bur- a, yeah, I might have a
0: cocktail. Some a little bourbon. Kentucky bourbon Some for you,
1: Woodford Reserve. Look at you, look at you, the company guy over there.
0: That actually is my favorite yeah, of good. all of them. Good. So. Alright, um, let's do that. We'll do, I, I That's my
1: promise to you. I yeah. will drink tonight. Alright, good.
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: He's uh, promising he's going to drink. I'm going to smoke. Who's got a cooler podcast host than that? Alright, yeah. subscribe, rate, and review, but if you're under 18, don't listen to this podcast. Okay? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, yeah. right, everybody. I hope everybody enjoys the Monday Night Game. I think you will. We'll be back Wednesday. The Treasure Hunters. That's treasure right. We're back. We're back, baby. The What the F Happened podcast. And uh, again, please continue. Subscribe, rate, review, send in questions, challenge me on my thoughts I always welcome that stuff, certainly alright everybody, peace out enjoy the game, clap it up